Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Hyderabad, India is Anitha Vital. Anitha is Head Risk and Compliance at the Providence Global Center there. Uh, Anitha, first, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you, Adam, for having me. So it is indeed a pleasure to be on uh, this podcast today. Mine too, mine too. Uh, and I should note for everyone, uh, uh, Anitha is beginning her day as I am ending mine here in Los Angeles, given the time difference. Now, let's talk about you know your journey and the journey of Providence there in India. Providence you know, is a well-established in the U.S. healthcare provider and system. What was the situation in India when you began? Sure. So Providence in the U.S. is one of the largest not-for-profit healthcare systems with a legacy of more than 165 years and 120,000 caregivers. In the United States, we have a robust program in place supporting the organization's commitment to integrity and compliance. On the other hand, Providence in India established its footprint less than three years ago in 2020 as a specialized engineering and operations hub to accelerate the organization's vision of health for a better world by reimagining healthcare leveraging technology. Now, in my case, having spent more than two decades in large multinational corporations, I had always nurtured an interest to work for a startup organization which provides the unique opportunity to explore, experiment, and build from scratch. Providence India offered this unique experience of a startup within an established healthcare organization. So when I started about six months ago, we did have some of the basic elements of the compliance program in place, but then I had this opportunity to build and systemize the function at Providence in India. That's a fascinating situation, being both part of a startup and an established organization at the same time. So when you started, what were the attitudes towards compliance that you found? Right. So when I started my journey, one of the first uh, exercises that I undertook was to connect with colleagues uh, during the first weeks, including the leadership team, the extended leadership team, and caregivers across multiple levels within the organization. And the objective was really to get a sense of what compliance meant to them. A few interesting themes emerged. First, each individual had their own definition of compliance. Hmm. Some used compliance and legal interchangeably, while others felt it was a very complex definition. A few encapsulated it as Please share the rules I need to obey and I shall comply. Another perspective that often shared was a sense of relief that compliance would now take over and manage all the regulatory requirements. A bright spot that emerged out of these conversations, however, was the intent to be compliant by almost everyone I spoke to. In fact, multiple functions came forward and offered their support and collaboration to set up the function in India, which to me personally was really encouraging. 
So that's terrific. I, I think most people anywhere in the world would just love to have that going in the door. It's such an exceptional one because um, there usually are such resistance. So given all this, how did you position compliance to succeed? Sure. So typically, risk and compliance functions are perceived to be the quote-unquote controlling functions. And based on my previous experiences, this perception makes it really difficult for compliance professionals to move ahead with their agenda. Considering the startup mindset at Providence India, the agile ways of working, and the technology and engineering bent of mind of most colleagues, I decided to position compliance differently in order to obtain buy-in from across the organization early in the game. The positioning of the function as, you know, how can compliance make you successful in your endeavor, according to me, uh, Adam, was the differentiator. Well, it's great. I mean, it's good to have it being positioned as a tool for success rather than, you know, people seeing it as a potential break on success. So what did you find was most successful, you know, in this effort in terms of winning people over and making for a successful program? A very interesting question, Adam, and I'd like to share three examples uh, to articulate my response. First, every new hire at Providence India undergoes an engaging two-day orientation program. This session provides an overview of the Providence legacy, its values, strategy, and also the journey so far accomplished together with the outlook for future. Compliance has a dedicated 30-minute slot in each of these sessions. Given this would be the first touch point with compliance for all the new caregivers, I wanted to leverage this opportunity to make a positive impact about compliance as a function. So, instead of just a PowerPoint presentation on various topics of compliance, it was presented differently. So we weaved a story about a new joiner to Providence and her encounters with various aspects of compliance stitched into it. The participants listen in and note down any topic of relevance and we have a conversation on key compliance themes at the end of the story. And this includes ethical principles, conflict of interest, anti-bribery, privacy and so on. This storytelling model evoked positive responses amongst the audience. Second, compliance, as in most cases, is a lean team. In order to embed the culture of compliance within the organization and position the function as an enabler, we have identified compliance champions across various technology functions within the organization. These champions are ambassadors of compliance and foster knowledge sharing on key topics of relevance. We meet periodically to discuss and brainstorm on some of the key themes emerging in the compliance space. For example, the Digital Personal Data Protection Bill of 2022 in India and its impact on healthcare technology is one of the topics that are being currently discussed. Third, and finally, encouraging a culture of speak up across the organization. To provide a scenario, 
we conducted a risk assessment exercise at the start of my journey at Providence India. Based on my previous experience, functions always have a tendency to project all their matrices in green, meaning, you know, everything is under control and amber and red statuses reflect their performance in poor light. This is typically the mindset. So at Providence India, we proposed a different legend for red, amber and green parameters. Instead of red indicating that a process was broken, we gave it a legend of asking for help. Amber indicates that we may need help in future, but we're doing all right for now. And green indicates no help needed. As a result of this little tweak, it was observed that multiple functions came forward to discuss some of their potential challenges in areas where they were really looking for some help. I think these were some of the approaches early on that have helped the function provide a strong foundation to Providence in India in the last six months, uh, Adam. That's great. And you make a really good point there is how you describe things is very important. You know, for example, I've often said that we talk about near misses and instead we should talk about saves. Um, it, it's important that we think about the words that we use because you can say the same thing in different ways and it conveys very different meanings. So you've been there six months now. Um, you've seen how things have gone, good, bad, in between. What comes next? Yeah, so while we have established the basics of the compliance program at Providence India, I believe we have a long journey ahead of us. In 2023, we are focusing on three key priorities. Firstly, invest in embedding compliance into the DNA of the organization through multiple initiatives and interventions. Secondly, explore opportunities for insourcing processes with an objective of reducing reliance on external vendors wherever possible and feasible. And thirdly, leverage technology to enhance productivity and bring in efficiencies within processes of the compliance function. So I would say these are some of the focus areas for us in 2023 and hoping we get there sooner than later. Good luck in achieving the goals. I'm looking forward to hearing how things go. Uh, and thank you, Anitha, for taking the time to talk to us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaup from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <laughs>